Caldwell's True Life Academy helps intelligent, ambitious people achieve and accomplish amazing things for the purpose of living the life they've always dreamed of. We will show you how to tap into the gifts that we all have been given. True Life Academy gives you the best possible chance of living a life full of wealth, health, love, and personal power. As a certified coach, mediator, speaker, and trainer, Clarence has the skills needed to guide you to the most amazing life you can imagine for yourself, focusing on your relationships, finances, health, and career. So join the Academy and be awakened to your true life, the life you dream of, the life that fulfills your purpose, yes, the life you were intended to live. True Life Academy starts now. Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. Welcome to True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. You didn't know you needed a coach, did you? Well, (laughs) maybe you don't need one necessarily, but I think we all could use a little bit of support and guidance from the outside from time to time. Things get so complex for us sometimes. We often um, can't quite see our way out of the out of the bushes sometimes, out of the forest. So uh, hopefully I'm sitting at the top there above the trees and then kind of direct a little bit and and help you along the way. So I'm here to do that. And I just want to say welcome, hello, and good morning. Yes, because if you're listening to what we're talking about, then you're simply waking up, waking up to your true life. And as always, reminding you to live with an attitude of gratitude, living with thanks. That should be the first thing you do. And I don't know how to uh, help you do that other than to keep encouraging you to do that. Maybe um, some people write out the things that they're thankful for. They keep a gratitude journal. That might be something you might want to try. Just do that every every other day uh, or once a week. And if you're really, really uh, good, you, you do it every day. A, a, a gratitude journal will really help you uh, live into that attitude of gratitude and living with thanks all the time. And then secondly, giving, giving when you can. I will encourage you to do that as much as you can. Giving is a two-way street. When you're giving, you're receiving at the same time. And then because you have this gift, this power to choose, of course, you must love first and then choose, and you'll have fewer regrets. Now, we are going to, this episode, this module, we're going to talk about something that is on the minds of several people I've talked talked to recently. And it usually comes up when they find themselves Uh, just a little timid and not wanting to move forward in a certain area. And the issue that comes up quite often is this issue of confidence. Sometimes people are just not confident. How about you? Are you confident in what you're trying to accomplish? Where is your confidence? How much do you have? How do you get more? And if you've asked yourself that question, you're in the right place because I'm going to really, really um, help you understand and and develop a skill set for you that will allow you to get more confidence. And really, it's not that hard. You know, it's harder to not take that step forward because you don't have the confidence. But when you gain more confidence, you'll take more steps forward and you'll accomplish more. And the real key is that you'll accomplish the things that you really, really want to accomplish. And that makes life a little more satisfying. So what does it look like when you, when there is no confidence or a low level of confidence? Do any of these statements sound familiar to you? 
if you were trying to do something that you really want to do and you just haven't really stepped out there to to do it, did you ever say to yourself, well, there's no way I can do that? Or, you know, I wouldn't even try. Or that's impossible for me to do. Or it's not in the cards for me to do that. If you've said that about anything that you really want to do, then that's an issue of confidence. You know, the most accomplished people in the world deal with the issue of confidence. So it's not one of those things that uh, that you should be even ashamed of. You should just be able to recognize it. And I, when I say the most accomplished people, I'm talking about people who are very successful in their field. You know, this past weekend was the the end of the 2016 Olympics. Yay! <laughs> I hope you were watching some of those. The United States walked away with a ton of gold medals and uh, just a ton of medals overall. And and it was kind of um, it, it was I was proud to watch uh, a lot of the results that were taking place. But there was one uh, one sprinter in the track and field that wasn't from the U.S. He was from Jamaica. His name was Usain Bolt. <laughs> Usain Bolt it was arguably the best uh, track and field star ever. Uh, he had won, uh, what was it, nine gold medals in the three separate Olympics uh, that he's had. And, and, and I just want to just share this with you because I had a conversation this past weekend with one of my buddies and we were talking about Usain Bolt. And he's not a big Usain Bolt fan because he's a track and field guy from way back. He used to run it in college. And he said, you know what, the real, the real deal is a guy named Carl Lewis. Now, Carl Lewis ran track and field, these same events that Usain Bolt ran um, many, many years ago. And Carl Lewis uh, had a more traditional style in his running as opposed to Usain Bolt. So we had this little bit of a debate about who was the best. But I only mention that because I, I found a quote from Carl Lewis that has to do with confidence. And he says, if you don't have confidence, you'll always find a way not to win. This is a champion. Carl Lewis won nine gold medals, just like Usain Bolt. Ten medals overall. He won eight World Cup, World Championship gold medals. Now, Usain Bolt, if you just want to compare the numbers, Usain Bolt won um, 11 World Champion gold medals and two silver. So he's, he's got Carl Lewis beat on the world champion side. But they both won nine Olympic gold medals. Anyway... I don't want to spend time talking about the Olympics, but it's interesting when you think about the people who are accomplished in their field also understand this issue of confidence. And so if you're struggling at all with this issue of confidence, let's talk, because this is key to you winning in the game of life, business, relationships, career, finance, whatever it is, even health. You have to have a level of confidence. Now, the areas that this has the greatest impact that I've found is um, when you meet new people. Some people just don't have enough confidence to walk up and, and say hello and, and meet someone new in, at a social gathering, as an example. Or even when it comes to finding your soulmate, asking for that, that first date, asking the guy or the girl to, to, to exchange telephone numbers or email, um, asking for a raise at work. You know, it takes a little bit of confidence to walk in and ask for a raise. Or if you're in sales 
you're trying to sell something, it takes a bit of confidence to sell. Let me tell you, a salesperson has to be a confident person. And if you're just attempting something new, I mean, if you're attempting anything new, uh, you really, really need to have a level of confidence. Now, I was um, uh, thinking about the things that stop you from from moving forward. And, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, what those things are. But uh, I was reading a book recently called Daring Greatly by Benet Brown. Now, Daring Greatly talks a little bit about shame and and uh, uh, vulnerability and and the things that we try to avoid. In fact, what I will do right now, just while I've got it on my mind, I'm going to offer to you a free list of books that I think are really, really uh, solid books that you can read. And these are the books that I say successful conscious leaders read, um, whether you're dealing with personal leadership or professional leadership. Um, I'll just give that list to you right now. If you want to go to www.clarencecaldwell.com slash leaders read that's forward slash leaders read clarencecaldwell.com slash leaders read um, you'll get that list of books right away and, um, and and so i just offer that to you because reading has really made the difference and it does make the difference if you're not reading then that's one aspect of building your confidence that you're not doing um, yes, when I went through my challenges of, of trying to move forward, I, I had a lot of help from a lot of different people. I had opportunities that came to me that I had to leverage the right way. I had to work really hard. But the one thing that I also did was I read, read, read. You have to read. That way you get multiple points of view. So I just take a little diversion there about reading because I think that's so important. Um, but here's the deal. When you are stopping yourself from moving forward, sometimes it's confidence that stops you, and sometimes it's fear. Uh, we're not going to talk a lot about fear today. We're going to save that for another time. But I, I know the two are very close, and people get a little confused with those, so I'm going to try to clear that up for you. Um, fear is, is something that, uh, internal fear, I'll call it, is something that keeps you safe. It protects you. So you want to protect yourself from rejection, embarrassment. You want to protect yourself from failure. You're going to have these internal fears. But if you have a lack of confidence, that can feed those fears. If you don't think you're capable of doing something, then it can feed the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, or as Benet Brown says, the fear of shame. Uh, those things will stop you. So fear can stop you. And, but fear feeds your doubt or it feeds your low confidence level. And you know, both will hold you back. Uh, but potentially, I want to talk to you about the difference and how to tell the difference, because it's important to know the difference between what's holding you back, whether it's fear or whether it's confidence. They seem so closely related, but the remedy to them is different. So that's why you really need to understand if it's truly fear that's holding you back or if it's confidence, a low level of confidence, or we'll call it self-doubt. Um, and, and you want to be able to, to tell the difference. Um, a very quick story. Um, I, as a, a growing up, I used to go out with the friends and we'd go to a dance party or something. And I would stand on the side of the wall and not ask anyone to dance because I had this, this thing about being rejected. 
So what would you call that? Would you call that I was just low confidence or would you call that a fear that I had? I'm going to answer that when we get back from the from the break and then we'll talk more about how to get past those. Uh, so thanks for joining. We'll be back very shortly and we'll talk about this thing called confidence and how to build your confidence. There is a set formula that I have. It's very, very simple and you can build your confidence if you're running into that. So we'll be back right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. How's your job going these days? Stop the frustration with your career. Give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level. What you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you. Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 0909017. That's 8883-090917. Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. So what do you think that I was dealing with at that time when I wouldn't ask anyone to dance? Was it fear or was it confidence? You see, both of those can look very similar. I was probably not very confident that I could dance, but I was also fearing the rejection and the embarrassment if I were turned down. So sometimes it's difficult to tell which is which, but it's important to know which is which and which one is at play. So let me tell you what I experienced at that time. It was fear. It wasn't really about confidence. 
and whether I could dance because I danced all the time at home in, in my room by myself. So it wasn't about whether I could or couldn't. It was about the fear, the, the fear of rejection, the fear of embarrassment. And, you know, fear actually feels right most of the time. Did you know that when you fear something and it stops you, it feels right because your mind tells you that I'm protecting you. I'm keeping you from doing something that could embarrass you. I'm keeping you from failing at something so you feel safe. And overall, it feels like the right thing. It protects you. It feels normal. And so sometimes fear can stop you and it feels like the right thing. But once you recognize uh, it as fear, you have to choose whether or not the security and the safety outweighs the risk that going forward would bring. So again, we're not going to talk about fear tonight, but I wanted to share that with you in terms of what fear looks like. And possibly for you with that simple story, you might be able to relate how, how fear is keeping you from things, but it, do, it doesn't feel real bad. It just feels like, okay, I'm safe by not doing that. So you, it requires a level of courage to move forward beyond the, beyond the fear. Um, and this courage uh, really is very important. It's almost like uh, taking a step um, when you don't know what's next. You, it really requires not only courage, but it requires a high level of confidence. You know, it reminds me of the Indiana Jones movie. I don't know if many of you have seen that. Uh, there's this one part in the in the movie where Indiana Jones is looking at this map and he's walking forward and he's trying to get to the other side of this. It looks like a chasm. It looks like the Grand Canyon almost. He looks down and there's nothing but this black abyss. But he has to get to the other side in order to save someone's life. And he looks at the map and the map says, keep going. Take that next step. And so there's a level of faith even when you can't see what that next step is that you have to take sometimes. And what he does, of course, is with, with all of his might, with all of his faith, he takes that step. And lo and behold, a bridge appears and he steps onto the bridge. And right then he knows he can go further and he goes to the other side. And now it, he's got all this information about this bridge. He throws some dust on the bridge and you can see it clearly now. And he gets what he needs and he comes back. If you haven't seen that scene, just look that scene up. I think it's a it's a very powerful scene because he's really struggling with whether he should move forward or not. Uh, but here's the deal. It might be helpful to think about a lack of confidence as something that's uh, challenging to you that you've had a strong desire to do. Can you think of something that that um, that you really would like to do, but you think it's a too much of a challenge? but you really, really have a strong desire to do it. Well, let me tell you about a, a, a client of mine who's, who I call it the Ralph's dilemma. His name isn't Ralph, but I'm, I'm going to use the name Ralph. Um, he said he wanted to leave his job. He had no satisfaction. He, had, he was getting no feedback from his bosses. He didn't know how he was performing, how he was doing, how they looked at him, how they thought about him. He wasn't even sure that the job he was doing was serving a, a, a purpose he, was, he wasn't being engaged or, or challenged at work. It just was not a good position for him. You know, he, he said to himself and he told me, he said, I might as well be waiting tables. You know, I'm getting paid. I'm ma actually making pretty good money, but I'm not satisfied with this job. So Ralph's had a dilemma. 
Um, so I asked him, what would you rather do? And his answer surprised me. I thought, well, he would say something about getting that next promotion or managing a larger organization or being put in a different place. But his answer was about, I'd like to open my own art gallery and I would like to feature some of my own work at that gallery, completely different industry. And this was talking to him all along. So why doesn't he do it? Why doesn't he just take that calling and run with it? Is fear part of it? Sure, of course. You know, he doesn't want to fail. He's got a fear of failing. And the shame that comes along with that fear, it probably enters into it as well. But bigger than the fear is this issue of low confidence that we discovered. He had a low confidence in his ability to open a new business, to open this gallery, to step away and do something he's never done before. He had a low confidence that he could succeed. You know, when you listen to your fear, it keeps you safe and it makes makes you feel uncomfortable. It, you know, your inaction feels like the right thing to do. But if you're listening to your self-doubt or your low confidence, there's a different feeling. There's a feeling of emptiness. There's a feeling of, you know, something is still missing. You're safe, but you're unfulfilled. That is a confidence issue. So if you're trying to figure out the difference between whether it's fear that's stopping you or confidence that's stopping you, think about what you're feeling. Do you feel safe because you're not moving forward? Then it's just a matter of your fear. It's a fear, basically, fear of failure and fear of rejection. And, and so not moving forward makes you feel safe. If you're not moving forward and you feel like something is still missing, that's a confidence issue. You're safe, but you're unfulfilled. There was a, you know, who are speaking about the Olympics, there was a, um, a track and field uh, four-time Olympic gold medalist named Jesse Owens. Now, he's a long time ago, and, but he was um, so good at what he did. Um, he won so many gold medals, and he, he actually, it was during a time when, when he, uh, he established the U.S. as dominant in that field when, the, when Nazi Germany thought they were dominant, the dominant race, if you will. But he had a quote that says, the battles that count aren't the ones for gold medals, the struggles within yourself, the invisible, inevitable battles inside of all of us. That's where it's at. So the battle inside of you, whether or not you have self-doubt, a low level of confidence, that's where the battle is won. You've got to get a hold of that battle. You're not going to win unless you go inside. And that's why we're talking about this tonight. I want you to understand that this issue of confidence is probably keeping you from fulfilling the things that you really want to fulfill. Now, again, a fine line between fear and confidence, but it's important to know the difference because the remedy is different, as I mentioned. It's like having a headache, you know, both fear and, and confidence are a headache, but one headache requires an aspirin. The other might require high blood pressure medicine because that might be what's causing your headache. Very different remedies. The same outcome, you're not moving forward, but the remedy is different. You know, if it's just a simple headache, an aspirin might be what cures it. If it's something more serious, 
you might need a different prescription. So understanding the difference between fear and confidence really um, makes the difference between what remedy you're going to use to overcome that. Now, let me, uh, we're going to address how to raise your confidence and how to reduce this thing called self-doubt. But uh, here are a couple of books I want you to read uh, or at least put on your reading list about fear, because I don't want to leave you hanging on this fear thing. We'll talk about fear another time. But as I always say, I want to give you at least I'm not going to bring something up and just leave you hanging. So fear is something that I do want you to get a handle on also, even before we talk about it together. There's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. It's by Susan Jeffers. That's a great book if you're struggling with this issue of uh, internal fear, embarrassment, rejection, failure, those, those sorts of things. There's another book by Mary Morrissey. Uh, it's called Building Your Field of Dreams. And in that, she has a chapter that's focused on fear. So those would be two books that I would recommend uh, if you want to go further with the, the conversation of fear. And I'll also offer again to you this this book, this, this list of books that I have that uh, will help you increase your wealth and your influence by your personal leadership and your professional leadership. And you can find that list at ClarenceCaldwell.com slash leaders read clarencecaldwell.com forward slash leaders read. All right. So let's move forward with this simple, simple, simple formula to increase your confidence. Now, think of something that you're very confident in doing. And I'll, I'll use this. Um, I'll use my own um, circumstance here and and I'll, do, I'll be real brief about it. And it's it's about uh, speaking professionally and speaking publicly. A lot of people have a fear of of speaking publicly. And but I I'm not sure I had a fear. I did have fear of of being embarrassed, but I think I had a low level of confidence also. You know, remember I had a great high level paying job at the time when I, I started on this mission. And I could have milked that career for another five, maybe ten years easily. But there was something else that I had a desire to do. It's it's a a, a purpose driven thing. You know, it's that that voice that's inside that keeps yelling at you. That's why if you don't pursue it and you feel safe, it's probably a fear. But if you don't pursue it and you feel empty, unfulfilled, it's probably a confidence issue. And that's why I say my issue was a confidence issue. I wanted to speak publicly. I wanted to speak professionally, but I didn't. And the voice just kept talking. It could be this longing to do something different. So think about something that you're very confident in doing and that you um, uh, that you really, really want to do. Uh, and we'll, we're going to talk about how you apply the simple formula to gain your confidence, to do just that thing that you want to do. OK, we're going to take a, a quick break here. I know we're going pretty fast. I've got a lot to share with you. Uh, but when we get back, I'm going to uh, give you the the formula, if you will, or the answers to this thing of confidence. And uh, hopefully it will make a difference in your day today and going forward. We'll be right back. True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. 
you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. So in my real desire to speak professionally and speak publicly, um, I did not step out there and do that. I needed the courage to overcome the fear that I had, obviously. But the driving solution to me wasn't about the courage piece. It was about addressing this issue of confidence. My low confidence kept me from stepping out there. It really kept me from moving forward because I was comfortable. You see, when you have fear and, um, and, and you feel safe, that's one thing. But I had a low confidence. I felt safe because I knew I could do the job that I was doing and the career that I had, but I still felt unfulfilled. And that, to me, speaks to the difference between fear and confidence. Until one day, early on, I was asked to speak. <laughs> I was asked to speak, at, at, be a keynote speaker at a, a conference that they were holding, and uh, I had an, uh, 45 minutes to, to speak to maybe 200 people. And I was just, I, I was it, delighted to be asked. It was my first speaking gig, and I said, I've got all the eyes and ears of all these people. I'm just, oh, I'm going to knock it out of the park. I'm going to go and I'm going to do my thing. It's going to be, it's going to launch my business. And it was a disaster, an absolute disaster. Uh, do you think that helped my confidence? Of course not. Oh, my gosh. You know, sometimes failure can feed that low confidence with the thing of, uh, I told you so. <laughs> it's like, I told you you weren't good at this. Uh, I mean, this was truly a disaster. My confidence sank to a new low. 
Now, I put on a good face, and people didn't recognize that I felt as bad as I did, but when the event organizer came to me some days later, he basically told me that I blew it. My, my worst fears had come true. He basically told me, in the nicest way he could, that my speech was crap, and I blew it. Now, he didn't use those terms, but I read everything that he was saying. You know, we can always find proof to support our low confidence. And I had proof right there that I sucked. <laughs> and this was my proof. I, you know, I had, I, and my confidence just sank. Low, low confidence. But at that point, we have a choice. When you fail at something, you really have a choice. When you get to that point, what can you do? The good news is you have a choice. It may not feel like you have a choice at the time. You may think that, well, done with that. I better go back to what I know and do well. Or here's the choice. And this was, this is for me, this is what it took. I took a different route. I could have taken the path of accepting my ineptness around speaking publicly and, and let that incident dash my dreams. But that would mean living with the emptiness of not pursuing what was calling me. How often do you throw your hands up and accept your failure as a sign that you should just give up? If that speaks to you, know that you have another choice. The answer for me was to say, yes, I, I, can, I can do something different. Because before then, I would be just like most people. This isn't for me. I'm going to throw my hands up and uh, I must be, it's time to do something different. But this time I was going to do something different than I normally did. Now, have you gotten to a place where you know nothing will change until you change? That's where I was. This time, my choice was not to accept my failure, but to do something else. I decided to figure out this speaking thing, <laughs> whatever it took. I was going to figure out the speaking thing. Uh, I, you know, I looked at the talk that I gave. And after learning and how to really give a speech and, and be more effective, I realized all the things I did wrong. Textbook wrong. <laughs> and let me just go down the list of the things I did wrong, just so that you know. If you're ever thinking about speaking, don't do these things. This is what not to do. See, my speech was all about me. My speech was like, you know, here I am. Look at me. I tried to teach a specific content that was good stuff, by the way. But I was preaching. I wasn't teaching. I was telling people what they should do. <laughs> I didn't tell any stories. And, and as, if you've listened to this so far, you know I've told at least four stories already. I didn't tell any stories during that whole time. I was preaching the whole time. In fact, I told two jokes. They say bring humor into it. I told two jokes in that entire 45 minutes. And the first one offended half the audience. <laughs> Here's what not to do, folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> I had AV problems. I was going to play a, play a video clip and it wouldn't play and no one could see it. And no one could hear it. And I didn't know how to recover from it. And I did something stupid. I tried to act out what was going to be on the video clip. The worst thing you can do is try to emulate the video clip. It was just a disaster. I mean, I could go on. There were a lot of other things, but you get the picture. It was an absolute disaster. So, you think at that point, I would say, you know what, speaking just isn't for me. And if you've gotten to the point where you know that you failed at something and failed miserably, you might be at that point where you say, well, you know what, this just isn't for me. But you have that choice. You can go back to something comfortable. And if you do, pay attention to what you feel. 
If you're feeling something that's still missing, then pay attention to that because it's not about the fear of failing at that point. It's about your confidence. And we're going to talk to you about how to build that confidence. See, at the time, I didn't know those were the wrong things to do, wrong things to do in a speech. Well, maybe the bad joke that I probably knew, but I thought I could get away with it. I thought I had enough credibility to get away with that, but I didn't. But I did know that if I ever get that kind of opportunity again, I was going to do better. No, no. Let me let me change that. I was going to nail it. That was my goal. If I ever got that opportunity again, it would not be like that. I had to figure this out. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do and it, it, how I was going to figure it out. But I knew I had to figure this out. I didn't really know what I had done wrong at that time. I knew that it just felt bad. So I encourage you to listen to your feelings all the time. Know that fear feelings, not the fear that you feel, but just know that that gut feeling that you have is important to pay attention to. So I had to figure this out. I just started watching other speeches. Every chance I got, I watched over 100 speeches, long and short. I listened to how politicians gained support and influence when they spoke. I read books. Yes. You know that list that I just gave you? I encourage you that you read books. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, read some books on it. Read a lot of books on that subject. Don't just go in thinking you know it already. Don't just go in because you've heard somebody talk about it. Read, read, read. At the time, I hadn't read a lot of books on speaking. So I didn't know, you know, I thought I knew everything there was to know on speaking. TED Talks, great place for me. I watched, uh, again, hundreds of TED Talks just to get a real feel of how people started their speech, what they did in it, how they ended it. All of that stuff was, I sat in on Toastmaster meetings. I hired a speaking coach. I took training around speaking. I joined the National Speakers Association. This is just to name a few things that I've done because I had to figure this out. Now, those are the things that I did to learn. Those are the resources that are available. Whenever you have something you want to commit to, know that there are resources there that are available to you so that you can get better, whatever it is. No one's going to hand it to you. You've got to go get it, right? So, you know, once I started learning, it was more than just learning that I realized I had to do. I had to start doing. Taking action is more important than just gathering information. Yeah, I watched a hundred videos. I read, I've been coached, I've all that. But you have to start doing it. So what did I do? <laughs> I started small, of course. I started a little meetup group and I speak to them every couple of weeks. I launched a podcast. <laughs> I began speaking at Rotary Clubs and I spoke at the Chamber of Commerce. I recorded video of myself. I mean, these are things that I had to do. Taking action is more important than just gathering information and trying to learn from the information. So if you can learn from my mistake, learn that it's important. And I will just tell you, whatever topic it is that, that you want to do, whether you want to open a restaurant or or, or open a business or just change careers, read about it first. Read, read, read. Now I'm going to give you again the list of books that I, that I have available if you want to be a great leader, um, whether it's personal leadership or professional leadership. Go to ClarenceCaldwell.com slash leaders read. 
www.clarencecaldwell.com slash leaders read, and you'll get the list of at least 20 books that I recommend if you want to increase your wealth and influence. So simple formula to gaining confidence. After doing all that work that I did, what became clear to me was that I was building the one thing that allowed me to grow my confidence, and it's called competence. Yes, I was getting more competent. And the better I got at being more competent, the more confidence that I gained. The better you get, the more confident you get. Go back and think of that thing that you wrote down uh, that I asked you to, to think about. What's that one thing that you're very confident in doing? Think about that. What's that one thing you're very, very confident in doing? Would you say that you're competent at it? I bet the answer is yes. Could you be better? Probably. But as more, the more competent you get at something, the more confident you get at it. So build your competence and you will build your confidence no matter where you're starting. If you know nothing about it or if you already know something about it, you can always know more. You can always do more. Again, because action is important here, right? Do more and you'll gain more competence. And when you gain more competence, you'll gain more confidence. But when you get better, what happens? Yes, you gain more confidence. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the formula is simple. I mean, it, it's not it's not a big deal, um, but it's a way to build this confidence that is very, very effective. This competence and confidence. It, I call it the confidence loop. And, it, and, and we're going to describe that here when we get back uh, from the break. And this is so very important that you understand this, this loop, this formula to building your confidence uh, because it can change everything for you. Whether you have a fear of failure or a fear of whatever it is, if that fear is keeping you safe and you're still feeling like there's something you need to do, confidence might be the answer for you, gaining more confidence. Uh, I hope this is meaningful to you. When we get uh, back from this last break, I'm going to share with you um, kind of an in-depth view of this formula so that you can really apply it right away. And when you start to apply it right away, you'll start to see a difference right away. Okay? So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back right after these messages. Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature. 
and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturesspiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature's Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell. Now, this simple formula of confidence and competence, and let me be clear about when I say competence, it's about getting better at doing something. It's about building your skill, all right? So if the word competence doesn't resonate with you, it's about getting better at whatever it is you're trying to do. Because when you get better, you get more confident, okay? So I I don't want to dumb this down, but I want you to really get the message that competence or getting better at something is really, really important. And you can only get better at something when you do two things. You learn about it, and you act on it. So the action piece is very, very important. Just learning about it, just reading about it is not enough. Although reading is very, very important, it's not enough. You've got to do something. You've got to get out there and trip. You've got to get in the starting blocks. And and when that gun goes off, you've got to learn how to how to time it so that you get off the blocks quickly. You've got to learn how to pace yourself. You've got to learn how to to do all the things that you need to do to be more skillful and more competent. And the more you learn and the more you're able to do more, the more confident you get. Now, here's that confident competence loop that I was talking about, because it's a very simple formula. When you become more confident in something, you have a tendency to go just a little bit further than you would have if you were not confident in it. And when you go a little bit further and you take just another piece, another step, the Indiana, Indiana Jones step, you just take one more step, you will find that you become more competent. When you take one more step, you become more competent. And when you become more competent, what did we say happens? You become better at it. And yes, you become more confident. It is a never-ending loop, and I want you to recognize that because it's not just about becoming more competent, and hopefully the confidence will come. It really is about uh, the competence allows you to do more. It allows you to take that additional step. It allows you to go a little bit further than you would have gone otherwise. 
and, and so I, I just want to encourage you to do that. Um, you know, David Thoreau, Henry David Thoreau has a as a quote, he has a tons of quotes. If you've never heard heard of Henry David Thoreau, T H R T H O R E A U, look it up. He is an fantastic conscious leader, thought leader, um, and he's got a billion quotes out there. People quote him all the time. I'm going to quote him now myself. And essentially, what he says is, "We must walk consciously." only part way toward our goal, and then leap in the dark to our success. We must walk consciously only part way toward our goal, and then leap in the dark to our success. Another way of putting that is you go as far as you can see, and then you take one more step. That is where success lies. That is where your competence lies and your confidence lies. If you're wanting to do something that you haven't done before and it's calling you, walk consciously part of the way and then leap in the dark to your success. I, I just love that, that quote because it really uh, drives home the fact that we don't know it all. We don't know what we don't know quite often and not knowing is okay. But if you have the confidence that you've built up, then you will take that leap. And with that leap, the Indiana Jones step forward, you'll gain more competence, which will give you more confidence. Okay, that's a never ending loop. But I wanna, I wanna share something with you because I think confidence really, really does open doors for you. If you walk into a room, you people can feel it. People who know it, they can see it. <laughs> In any setting, people know if you're confident or not. If you're not confident, you hold yourself a different way. Your body language speaks loudly. Um, I think it was Amy Cuddy who talks about how the physical, your physical body really tells the story and it affects how you feel. So your confidence really does open doors for you. Now, I'm not talking about arrogance. There is a difference. There are people who are very, very arrogant. Arrogance is not confidence. It looks like confidence to many people because they say, whoa, he, phew, he's, so, he's so arrogant, he must be very confident. Arrogance is really a cover for the lack of confidence that's there. Now, we could argue that and we could debate that. We don't have time. I'll open the phone lines another time. We can have that discussion. But my sense is that arrogance is not confidence at all. In fact, it is just the opposite. And I say that because I've, I've seen enough arrogance to know that truly people who are that arrogant or very arrogant are really hiding a fear or a lack of confidence somewhere. And that's their offensive. That's the way to keep you on your heels. And if they convince enough people through their arrogance that they are very confident, then people will start to call them confident. And it's they're just looking for that, that I, I guess that they're looking for someone else to say it because they don't believe it themselves. So we won't go down that path, but I just encourage you to read, read, read. You'll pick up these things as you read more things. And again, the where you can find that list of, of books that I have, the 20 books that I recommend to add to your reading list to increase your wealth and influence, if you just go to ClarenceCaldwell.com forward slash leaders read. ClarenceCaldwell.com 
forward slash leaders read. And, um, and I think you'll enjoy that list. So if you're really wanting to move from, oh, we'll just call it the impossible, what you think is impossible today, to the place where you are unstoppable, okay, from impossible to unstoppable, you're going to need to deal with this issue of confidence. And I've given you a way to do that, right? This confidence competence loop. Um, now, let me tell you what's really going on here. When uh, there's always a story behind the story, right? If you ride this confidence competence loop, you will slowly but definitely reduce the level of self-doubt. Because that's all a lack of confidence is, is a level of doubting yourself. Another way of saying it is that as you ride that loop, you will begin to slowly but definitely build your self-belief. Confidence means everything. If you've got doubt, that is what's stopping you. I'm going to give you another quote. This was, uh, we're talking Olympics, so if you remember a, a gymnast, a uh, gold medal gymnast, that uh, her name was Olga Corbett. She was from the USSR. Olga Corbett was quoted as saying, this ability to conquer oneself is no doubt the most precious of all things sports bestows. That's interesting because to conquer yourself, conquer that self-doubt, and she uses the word, it's no doubt that it's the most precious of all things sports bestows. I love the, the way that she's mixing those words. Conquering yourself, and it's no doubt the most precious of all things sports bestows. That is everything. You have to conquer this issue of self-doubt and get to a place of confidence. Uh, and it's all about believing in yourself. That's why arrogance is not considered confidence, in my opinion. Arrogance comes from a place of weakness, and, and the perpetrator has to maintain a level of superiority to feel, to feel right. That's my opinion. All right, so here, I just gave you one of the five things you should have in place to uh, gain and increase your self-confidence. And I gave you one of the most important things. It's the five, it's the fifth step of this five-step plan to gain more confidence. And I gave you the most important, but I want to talk about the others first, uh, or the others here last, because I want you to, to know that there's more that is in place that can support your ability to build your competence and confidence. So here's a five-step plan that uh, that I'm gonna share with you. Number one. Get clear on what you want. You must got you got to have a real clarity on what it is you want. Uh, in the in the theme of, of uh, Olympic gold medalists, let's talk about Peggy Fleming, a figure skater. The first thing she says this. This is her quote. The first thing is to love your sport. Never do it to please someone else. It has to be yours. Boom. That's being very clear. If you're very clear on what it is that speaks to you, if you're very clear on what it is that you love, all right, Peggy Fleming says, the first thing is to love your sport. Now, she's talking about sports and figure skating, but it applies to you as well. Whatever it is you're trying to do, if you want to take that next step of, of becoming more confident, get very clear on what you want. That's that's paramount. The second thing of the, the five-step uh, plan that I have is to surround yourself with Supportive people. 
surround yourself with supportive people, people that support you in your in your quest. And here's another quote. I'm going to give you all these quotes from from Olympic gymnasts. Uh, Simone Biles this year is rated the, the all time best gymnast ever. Here's her quote. Surround yourself with the dreamers, the doers, the believers and thinkers. But most of all, surround yourself with those who see greatness within you, even when you don't see it in yourself. Now, this is so important because you are going to run into those times when you're going to doubt yourself. That self-doubt will start speaking very loudly to you and your confidence will, will start to wane. But if you surround yourself with supportive people, Step two, surround yourself with supportive people, not just the dreamers and the doers and the believers, but those who see greatness within you when you don't see it in yourself. Very, very important. The third step of this five-step plan here, um, um, I'll call it neuro-linguistic programming. This is the NLP. This is the self-talk. This is what you're saying to yourself all the time. What are the words you're using? Are you using words that support your success? The fourth thing is to see it, paint a picture, see yourself as successful in whatever that is. Be real clear about that picture. And then the fifth thing is what we talked about for this last uh, 50 minutes, and that's taking action to build your competence. If you do those five things, your confidence will soar. I, we're out of time, but I wanna thank you for joining. I hope this has been meaningful to you. I want you to be confident build your competence, and you build your confidence. But remember those five steps as well. All right, we're going to talk again next week. I look forward to it. That's what I know, and I'm sharing it with you. Take care, everyone. for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.